I know you like that. All right, welcome back to Johnny Radio. I'm your host, Matt Johnston. Uh, this is actually the first episode in a very, very long time. I was on a little bit of a hiatus from my hot start back in 2020 with the podcast, but uh, I'm not exactly sure if I'm bringing the podcast back or not. I might just do some of these one-off episodes like what we're doing today. Uh, I will keep you all posted on that. My co-host, Brad Wakai, is not here with me today. But again, as a reminder, I do a show with him, The Peep Show, every week during the NFL season where he and I and a bunch of our blogs panelists make our best five NFL picks of the week. So we do have that going on every week. So check that out um, when you can. Uh, but today I have a very special guest. Um, again, I'm going to call I'm going to call this podcast zero because it's the first one in a long time. He's a blogger. He's a professional traveler. Um, you can call him a points and miles enthusiast, a digital nomad. Formerly of the points guy, JT Genter. What's up, man? Hey, nice to, nice to be on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm not sure uh, if you get to come on podcasts very often, but um, it's really just something that's a great, you know, creative outlet that I, I wanted to start back a few years ago while we were all going through COVID and all kind of stuck and isolated. Uh, but speaking about that, yeah. uh, where are you? where are you currently right now? Right now, I'm down on uh, Paradise Island in the Bahamas. So I'm at Atlantis on a uh, comp uh, stay uh, for seven nights here with my wife. That's amazing, especially because it's comped. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about yeah, your career. Exactly. Um, so I think your career, so you started in journalism, correct? I'm, I'm only assuming, I don't know the exact, you know, where you started from, but I just want to like hear more about how you started your career. Uh, you know, as a journalist and getting into travel blogging, points of miles, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so actually, I started off as a uh, accountant. Uh, so I went to school. I thought I was going to go into finance and accounting. Uh, went to Georgia Tech, which is where I uh, met my wife um, way back in 2005. Um, and I, I graduated from there, started with an accounting firm, worked my way up at an accounting firm. We moved out to Austin from Atlanta after a couple of years uh, for my wife to do our PhD in computer science. It wasn't until then uh, when we started traveling to go to the robot world soccer, um, like World Cup, it's called RoboCup. It's like an annual uh, event that's held each year uh, to have robots play each other. Uh, and so we started traveling a lot internationally for that. And that's how we kind of got into international travel and kind of came up with this crazy idea of uh, we could take a gap year. Once my wife finished up her PhD, we figured, Hey, we're gonna have to uh, probably move anyways. Uh, my wife figured she was gonna stay in academia, so uh, once she finished her PhD program, we figured we were going to have to move somewhere. So we might as well take a year off and just see as much of the world as possible. Uh, but it was at that point where I realized, uh, hey, international one-way flights are kind of expensive. Uh, so there, there's got to be a better way, right? And uh, that was in 2015. I, I actually 2014 was when I opened my first rewards credit card. Um, in 2015 was when I took my first uh, first award flight. And uh, I, thankfully, I got an amazing opportunity to start freelancing for the points guy. And uh, once um, it, once that gap year was about to begin, uh, I, I said peace to my uh, accounting profession. I actually told him I was going on a sabbatical and that I figured I'd be back sometime soon. Uh, and that was in 2000, 2016. And I haven't been back yet. So I've been full-time uh, writing about points, miles, uh, credit cards, loyalty programs ever since. 
That's amazing, man. Yeah, I can't believe you've been doing it this long. So technically, you still are on sabbatical, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure they're keeping my office chair warm for me. <laughs> well, of course, of course, right, yeah. Well, you're not getting COVID, and maybe they're not back in the office yet, so who knows. But uh, no, that's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've been so you've been doing the digital nomad life now for how long? So we moved out of our uh, apartment in um, Austin in June of 2017. So about five and a half years now. Are you exhausted yet? Like, how long do you think you want to keep going with this? Or, <laughs> like, just just talk a little bit about, like, yeah. you know, what your experiences is like on a day-to-day life. I'm just really curious, like, how you guys, like, plan things in advance. Uh, do you kind of just leave it up to yeah. whatever you're feeling? Like, what's, what's the vote there? Uh, we're both uh, big planners, but ironically, we don't plan out too much. Uh, we, we usually will have flights and hotels uh, booked, uh, and it's usually like something that will come up. Like a couple months ago, Finair launched our new premium economy product, and it was only, I think it was about $1,000 after a discount that we found uh, from New York to Singapore and premium economy. So we're like, great, that'll earn a bunch of miles on American, help us earn status. So we booked that for next February. Uh, this trip, this is something that's kind of turned into an annual trip here down in the Bahamas. Uh, we both have uh, Caesar's diamond status and part of uh, Caesar's diamond status, if you earn it, um, you can get a free comp here at Atlantis. Well, uh, we're not big uh, gamers. Uh, you know, throw a couple hundred dollars at the craps table, um, but we're not huge gamers. But we have that status thanks to our Wyndham Diamond status, which we have through a credit card. So just by having one credit card, we have top tier status with Wyndham, which matches over to a, a decent status with Caesars, which gets us like waived resort fees and all sorts of stuff, and gets us four nights at in Atlantis. For free with an asterisk because we still have to pay a resort fee of I think it's sixty dollars a night. So definitely not free, but definitely worth it for us. No, absolutely. Um, so what's your official position right now? Like, what's your what's your job title, and, and who exactly <laughs> do you work for? <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, definitely um, cut down over time. I, I was so so uh, loyal to uh, the points guy for a while. I, that was all my eggs in that one basket. So when I was in uh, in Hong Kong in February of 2020 and reporting on this novel coronavirus and what it might uh, mean for aviation, while I was laid off <laughs> on that trip, uh, I, you know, my world was completely turned upside down. A few weeks later, all the shutdowns uh, happened and we weren't able to travel anymore. And so it was very much a, you know, what the heck do we do now? So I branched out. I, I started freelancing for a bunch of different publications and I've really kind of narrowed it down to some of, some of my favorites right now. So right now I'm the editor-in-chief of Award Wallet blog, which is about half my work. And then I uh, freelance for uh, Nerd Wallet, which is similarly named, but a different company, lots of confusion, but... Um, yeah, they're, they're a much bigger uh, company and I'm, I'm freelancing for them. Uh, I still also freelance for a couple of other uh, blogs uh, and I'm also working on a secret project that I can't wait to share early next year. That's awesome, man. Is that a like a private project that you're just working on solo and then you're going to try to revolutionize what we're, uh, you know, what everyone's doing here for the award industry? Uh, it's it's not solo. I'm, I'm working with someone else in the points mile space, um, and it's you know been a you know, great project to work on, and it's one of those things I can't wait to share once it's uh, out there. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so space. another question: how <laughs> <laughs> how often do yeah. you, or 
I'm just thinking about like how long you plan on keeping this up. Like, is this something you see for the long term? I can imagine it's really exhausting to be traveling so much and not necessarily having a set routine or, a, you know, an established space. So just want to hear what your thoughts are of moving forward with all this. Yeah, great question. So, I mean, uh, for better or worse, COVID really helped uh, us reset that. So came back, uh, we were actually down in South Africa when uh, all the borders started closing and everything started locking down. We uh, used uh, points to fly the second to last flight out of Johannesburg to Atlanta on Delta before everything got shut down. Um, and that yeah, saved us thousands of dollars right there. It, we were happy to be in economy just to, to uh, get home. Uh, we had rented an Airbnb since we had been traveling. We you know, that was the early time when we didn't know how bad COVID was and uh, didn't want to like go back to, to uh, see our parents. Um, and so we booked the Airbnb for two weeks. Figured we could kind of quarantine for a little bit and then we figure out what to do. Uh, and then we landed in Atlanta, the Airbnb canceled on us because we were coming in from overseas, even though it was a private Airbnb and all that. And we realized like just how exposed we were. Uh, so we, uh, long story short, we ended up buying an a, a RV in August of 2020 after staying with family for a couple months. So we kind of do have a place. It's just a, a moving place now. <laughs> Yeah, that works, man. Um, you know, how's it work with uh, parking with that? I always wondered. Do you, is it just like a lot you can find, or how's that normally work? Uh, yeah, so um, our um, our home base kind of moves around. Right now, we have uh, a spot um, because we wanted to get it south um, in uh, north of Atlanta, Georgia, in uh, kind of a boat um, parking area that has you know covered parking for $130 a month, I think it is, for covered parking for a 30-foot vehicle. So not bad. Um, it's kind of a slog to get down from there all the way down to the Atlanta airport. But it, it still lets us like have a place. It's kind of a moving storage place and kind of a, a, a nice uh, place to go back to every once in a while. But yeah, we just parked it on Monday. We were in it for uh, Thanksgiving with some uh, with family, and then we um, yeah we headed overseas on Monday morning. That's awesome. Hey, it works. Um, so we'll just do a couple uh, quick fire questions here, some rapid fire questions, and then I just have one. Uh, last question to talk about before we uh, head out here but uh so you're preferred with american airlines correct is that your go-to airline uh yes um i, I kind of stumbled into you sound that you in say that with some hesitation <laughs> yeah um i mean i may not start with them now if i was uh if i was starting out but um i do love one world emerald status that's the top tier with one world which is what american airlines and, and alaska british airways uh so their top tier status uh gets you access to like some incredible lounges uh great uh partner airlines and all that so that's that's one of the statuses that i want to hold on to one way or another so i may switch over from american to british um this upcoming spring um, and just switch my loyalty over there and start earning uh, at least that through them. Uh, but yeah, Americans kind of been my, uh, my go-to for the past seven years. Fair enough. I was, um, I'm currently with United just because I lived in Houston and I was traveling a lot for work, uh, the past couple of years, but now that I am working virtually full-time, um, I'm kind of, I'm actually yeah. living in Chicago and uh, I was actually about to give up my United status and switch over to Delta. But since I'm moving to Chicago, I'm going to have to pick either American or United, obviously. So that's fun to have to start over there. But 
you know, I, I guess any of the big three, you know, with American Delta and United, um, it seems like a lot of people prefer Delta, I would say, is the, you know, the major carrier that people do prefer. Have you any, you know, heard from people in the industry about that? Yeah. So, I mean, the reason why Delta has really been so popular recently is uh, like they kind of had a, that well, the mileage program wasn't the start of the show. Uh, their operation, the way they treat their leads, um, Delta is kind of top notch on, on all of those, or has been at least, you know, top notch operations in the past uh, and yeah, great treatment of elites. Uh, that has definitely waned over time. I feel like that their um, operational performance has really sagged over the past couple of years as they're trying to rebuild after uh, COVID layoffs and all that, which is affecting all the airlines. But Delta has uh, definitely not shown like they used to. So I feel like that was kind of the, yeah, people, I would um, tell people to fly Delta if they needed to get somewhere and, you know, have a pretty good assurance that they would get there. And if not, that they would be treated pretty fairly. Of course, there's exceptions to every rule, but like generally Delta was uh, doing really well. Uh, that, they haven't really uh, been as good recently. Yeah, it seems like all the three are starting to even out here. Um, so I'll kind of split this next one into two questions. What's your favorite city to visit or where have you visited? And then what's your favorite country? And then also... Um, I know you've been a ton of places, but where would you just absolutely love to go to next if you could go tomorrow? Uh, well, so Japan uh, is where I'd love to go next. And, and uh, funny enough, I'm going there next Tuesday, so I don't have to wait for much longer. Uh, my wife and I just absolutely love Japan. It's such great culture, great food, great people, great public transportation. Where uh, We absolutely love Japan. Probably would never like move there, but that's definitely one of our favorite places to visit. And we've spent something like 60 nights there over the past five years. Um, his favorite state is a hard question. I, I, I can think of so many reasons to visit so many different states. Um, that, that is such, that's going to be such a hard question. Um, I, I counted up recently, I've been to only 34 states. I, I kind of am surprised it hasn't been more uh, in the past six years. Um, and, and so there's a lot of places that we need to uh, circle back to. Uh, now that I'm with Katie, that uh, yeah, I may have visited as a kid or whatever. Um, but I am stumped on like the favorite, what to say for a favorite state. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. No, it's fine. It's, it's funny because I've, I've been to 36 actually. Um, so I actually am surprised that I have two more than you, but um, the, the only reason I ask is because. To be fair, that's the last six years. <laughs> well, so like a lot of the ones are you missing like, uh, like North and South Dakota, like the like Pacific Northwest. I mean, not the Pacific Northwest, but like Idaho, Montana, like those larger ones or like in the middle of the country, like Kansas, that there's really no reason to go to them, but you, you want to go to them, but you just need to find a reason to get there. There, I mean, there's so much of that is we're driven by having a reason to go to places. So I looked up it is like Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska. I haven't been to any of those in the past uh, six years. And then Alaska is one that um, I've been to you know several times, even with my wife uh, back in 2009. But uh, we just just haven't been back recently. We uh, But we are going back. Actually, I think it's in April. We're doing the Alaska milk run. Are you familiar with that? I am not, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, so uh, Alaska Airlines um, was founded way back when by like Bush pilots that are flying like you know planes into you know oh is grass it wait, fields. sorry to, sorry to interrupt is this kind of yeah. like the island hopper like in the yeah. Pacific they have okay yeah 
Yeah, sure is. So uh, Alaska flies from uh, Seattle up to Anchorage. There's seven different routes that they do stopping at different um, towns. And like one of the towns is like a thousand people live there. Uh, but they have this daily flight on Alaska 737 uh, that drops off mail, drops off medicine. Like, you know, there things can be shipped in there by boat, but it's like the urgent stuff that gets flown in. And um, as I, we are so excited to fly. We'll end up going to almost all of the um, all of the destinations on the way up. Uh, we're sort of splitting between two different flights. Uh, so that'll be really fun to like, see these little small. We're unfortunately not going to get to stay in all of them. We have two nights in Juneau. Uh, but it'd be fun to at least see from the air some of these small towns. Yeah, absolutely. No, that sounds that sounds great. I mean, I personally, I've never been to Alaska, but if I ever do plan to go, that's definitely something that I would be interested in doing um, because it just does give you a little bit of perspective. And even though if you're not staying in one place for you know particularly a long time, you're, you still be able to see it from the air and see it for a little bit. So that's awesome. Um, if you and your wife had to settle down anywhere in the world, could be in the u.s could be abroad where would you say like let's say you had to absolutely stop all this and just you know put your flag somewhere where would you do that at so we've we've kind of discussed that uh one of the places that we would be super interested in, in investigating further is serbia so uh serbia <laughs> both belgrade and uh just north of the capital and uh novi sad there's um just great uh places like to work there's um apartments are super affordable at least for american you know uh, purchasing power um, so, I mean, I think there's like, we were seeing furnished apartments for like 15,000 euros there, uh, they can just buy. Um, and so just really affordable. We, uh, really, really loved our visits, uh, to both Serbia and Bosnia, uh, really just, I feel like you can learn a lot about, um, a culture based on who they named their airports after and who's <laughs> on their money. And in Serbia, yep. the main airport is named after Tesla and like, that not the car company but you know the actual scientist yeah right. <laughs> um, and yeah <laughs> and the money uh, has like scientists on it and uh my wife and I are, are total nerds i mean she's got a phd i'm a former accountant so we you know mm -hmm. definitely lean into the nerddom um sure. so we just love that that aspect of that culture how it's so focused on on mm -hmm. education and uh people are just kind of um really uh, helpful um i wouldn't say overly friendly but like we got on a bus we didn't have the right ticket uh immediately people were helping us out explaining to the bus driver in, Ser in serbian that we would be getting off the next uh stop and not to like give us a ticket or anything like it was just such a um it, we've had such great experiences there for people who are just um Matter of fact, helpful and it's a great cost of living there. So, um, if we were buying a place and um, if we had to settle down for a long time, maybe that might not be it. But if we were going to buy a place to kind of have as a um, home base, that might be what we do. I'll be honest, man. I had no idea you were thinking Serbia, but that, I mean, what you laid out there perfectly, you know, makes perfect sense. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm all about the affordability aspect as well. So, <laughs> all right. I really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, there's a lot of websites that people can check out if they're just getting started into rewards and miles and points and how all that stuff works. You can check out the points guy. You could check out one mile at a time. Um, and then award wallet and nerd wallet are great resources to, to be, to, 
you know, to track all your points and making sure you're getting the most out of, of everything that you earn. Uh, one last question here, JT, what do you think? So now yeah. that we're going into 2023 here soon, what do you think are going to be the biggest changes, you know, to the travel industry, to the airline industry and, and like what changes um, should people be aware of who are collecting points, collecting miles? What, sh- what should they be looking for and really just trying to maximize the value of what they have? Uh, for, so for better or worse, I feel like uh, w- w- on the downside um, for most of us, uh, I feel like the uh, continued switch to a very um, revenue-based earning model and a revenue-based spending model. So Delta has really led the way um, and you earn miles based off of uh, how, how much you spend on the flights, and then you redeem miles you know, as close to one cent a point as they can make it. Uh, and they're really trying to make it kind of like a currency that or sky miles of currency that's just like one cent each. And I feel like other airlines are definitely leading, are following them. Um, yeah, American United have definitely switched over to. Um, revenue-based earning and uh, have dropped their award charts. Um, American Airlines still technically publishes an award chart, but they don't really follow it uh, because mm-hmm. they use web specials to pretty much have dynamic pricing. Uh, but I feel like that's really the the thing that I feel like is going to continue. Uh, we see Iberia and uh, British Airways are switching over to a revenue-based earning model. Um, I think Iberia has already started and British Airways is doing it the first of next year. So I feel like that's kind of the macro uh, thing is that a lot of, a lot of um, airlines are going to continue to switch to removing like the maximization. So you can't fly Qatar Q-suites to uh, the Maldives for 70,000 American Airlines miles. Um, you can still now, but it, that might you know go away, and it might be more dynamically priced based on the the um, price. So that's the downside of what I see. the uh, The thing that the positive thing I see about changes in loyalty programs recently has been personalization. So a lot more um, a lot more programs are switching over to not having the same rewards for everybody. So American Airlines, it used to be if you hit their top tier or executive platinum status, you were rewarded with four system-wide upgrades. Those upgrades I've used to fly to um, Auckland, New Zealand in business class. I've used that to fly to Europe several times in business class and uh, to Japan several times. I'll actually, next uh, Tuesday, I'll be flying in business class on American Airlines thanks to system-wide upgrade. But there's people who Aren't, don't value that as much, or they can only travel with their family, say, during like peak times when there is no upgrade availability. Well, so American Airlines has gone away from just having everyone earn the same upgrades to now you can choose what, what benefits you want. Uh, we see that with IHG now. There's uh, Marianne Hilton who had that for a while. Um, so th- this um, pretty much build your own benefit type um, thing is uh, one thing I'm really excited to see uh, for more for more programs um, going forward in 2023. That's awesome, JT. I really appreciate all the great insight there. Um, that's going to do it for us today. Go follow Johnny Radio at Johnny Radio Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Johnny Hazoff on Instagram and Twitter as well. Subscribe to Johnny Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, where you can listen to all of our new episodes of both Johnny Radio and The Peep Show. Make sure you subscribe, please, to Johnny Hazoff's YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash at Johnny Hazoff, to watch all the full video episodes of my podcast. Um, And, of course, you can find all the social media, audio, and video links in the show notes. 
JT, where can the people follow you online and, and check out really all the great work that you're doing? Uh, so I go by JT Genser uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter is where I'm most active. I got verified there back when that used to m- mean something. Uh, <laughs> and I, I built up my following. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I now you know, have to pay the $8 a month to continue to have that check um, out of pride. Uh, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> Twitter is where I'm most often, uh, but I'm also, I sometimes post on Instagram. Um, I think I'm on um, some other sites, but really just anywhere at JT Genser, that's Jason John, T is in Thomas, G-E-N-T-E-R, like censor, but with a G. Uh, and it, pretty much uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. I'm at JT Answer. Awesome. So go follow JT. JT, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. And, and best of luck in the new year with everything you have going on. And please enjoy Japan. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Hey, feeling good. Like I should. When in Doku, walk around the neighborhood. Feeling blessed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday best yeah. hey, Every day can be a better day despite the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance I just say whatever cause there is no way you're round Everyone falls down sometimes but you just gotta know it'll all be fine It's okay uh-huh. It's okay It's okay hey, Feeling good Like I should When in Doku walk around the neighborhood Feeling blessed Never stressed Got that sunshine on my Sunday best some days you wake up and nothing works, you feel surrounded Gotta give your feet some gravity to get you grounded Keep good things inside your ears just like the waves and sound it And just say whatever cause there is no way you're grounded Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know it'll all be fine, it's okay Sunday best Hey, feeling good Like I should